Hello, and welcome to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. And now, here are some thoughts from our dad, Brad McClure. Well, hello, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. So glad you chose to join us once again this week. What a day. Today, I'm recording this. I know it's always awkward on a podcast because I'm talking to you like you're listening to it the day of on Thursday, but I'm recording it on Wednesday, and some of you aren't listening to this for two months, so a little bit awkward, but today, uh, good day, woke up, had a new subscriber to the Pulpit Pew Crew newsletter, always a good day when you start that way, had to go to the dentist, got a clear bill of teeth, tooth health there, and uh, now back spending some time with you on the podcast. I, last night, got to looking and studying about a time in David's life, which I think was, it was a low time for him, but he was coming out of it. And I've done the podcast before, I've preached several times. One of my favorite messages to preach is from Psalm 56.3. And it comes in the time of First Samuel 20. And 21. And it's a time when David was fearful. He was running from Saul. He was fearful. And I'm not going to try, I'm trying not to teach that lesson, but it was a legitimate fear. He, and he ran for his, his life and he went to his enemies, the Philistines. Remember, he had defeated Goliath, but he went to the Philistines and he was going to fight with the Philistines against Israel, his own people that he's supposed to be the king of someday. But the Philistines threw him out. They said, no, get him out of here. And, and David, remember, in order to really spare his own life, in his opinion, and he, he acted like a crazy man. And so here you have the one who's been anointed by God to be the next king, and he's acting like a crazy man to his enemies to get himself out of a situation. The man who we call the man of faith. The man who I love to talk about. By the way, did you notice I'm talking about David again? I know that's happened a lot over the last year, but I just love studying David's life. And here I am again. I need to just go through his life chronologically and not stop, but I, I keep bouncing out of it and coming back. But here is David. And I am now in chapter 22 today. So he's been fearful. He's acted like a crazy man. He's been he he's left that and it says in chapter 22 in verse 1 David therefore departed thence so when they said this guy's crazy get him out of here so he left the Philistines he departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam so here is David now he leaves there and, and I picture him I picture him by himself at this point maybe he has a few people with him I get that but He's pretty much alone. And as I just try to think about this, and I realize this is, you you just clicked on this podcast to say, oh, what's Brad up to today? And so you haven't been like living in this text for, you know, a few hours like I have been. But, but imagine David at a very difficult time. You've been anointed to be the king. You promised that. You defeated Goliath. You had people singing about you. You were, you, you were amazing. You were the armor bearer to the king, but now the king is chasing you and wants to kill you. 
You're not with your family. I'll show you how I know that in a minute. He's probably all alone. And he goes to a cave. And he sits inside this cave and he begins to write. See, how do you know he wrote? Because he wrote at least two Psalms, Psalm 57 and Psalm 142 from this cave. It says in the beginning of it that he, it's a Psalm of David written as he fled from Saul into the cave. And I'm considering doing those two Psalms, doing one next week and the one the following week. I'm not sure. But here is David, and I just picture him. I like at times being alone right now in my house, with the exception of the dog that keeps running around behind me that you may end up hearing. I'm alone in the house. Every two weeks on a Wednesday, I am off work and I'm at home alone. And it's my time to be quiet. It's my time to think. It's my time to write. It's my time to just do whatever. Matter of fact, today after I went to the dentist, I went to the Goodwill and I picked up four books. You know, Goodwill is such a steal. You can find these books. This one book I got, $17 hardback book. I got it for like $2. Sometimes you get them for like 99 cents. And I, and I just, every so often, I'll just stop in and see what new used books they've got, and I'll pick some up. And I like to read a variety of things. And so I picked up two nonfiction books, and one and two that are fiction books. One of the nonfiction books is like a historical context of around Jesus's time. And I'm trying to span out in my reading a little bit, but but I just pick these up and I'll probably read and, and listen. The rain's supposed to start soon, which is always relaxing to me. But I just, I sometimes I like being alone to think and to write and to pray and to read. Now, David, whether he liked it or not, found himself alone in a cave. And I just wish I could go back and just watch him for those moments. Was he crying? Was he in tears? I pick I I, I think he would have been. I think one of the reasons why I love David so much is David was a mighty man. I mean he defeated Goliath. That is tough. That is strong. But he was also an emotional man. He he cried. He cried out to God. He wrote out his prayers as songs to God and 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 he was he was very artistic as well but here he is alone in the cave and he writes two psalms and I when I looked over him briefly I've really been just trying to focus on first Samuel 22 but I looked over him briefly and in these two psalms he actually is writing overwhelmed he says that but he's writing of faith in one of them and if I dive down deeper in this in the next two weeks He's sitting in this cave with whatever they would write with back then. And he put in one of the verses, he said, God, my heart is fixed. I'm not going to move. But David, you were just moved by fear before. Yeah, but he's come through that. God has rescued him through that, brought him through that. And he says, I am fixed. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing my heart on you, God. He's just alone writing. I love the thought of that. I don't know why. Maybe it's not resonating with you through this microphone and through the computer and through your car, or through your headphones. But here he is alone. I do I think one of the things that the busyness of our society is hindering us is we don't take some time alone to think and pray. I think we're always we always have some sound or some busyness or some to do, something going on. 
and we don't just take some quiet time, literally quiet time, and fill some of that quiet time with some reading of scripture, prayer, and, and just thinking. I really think that's you. It's one of my things right now, but David didn't stay alone very long. As he's in that cave, it says, and says, and when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Now, remember his brothers? Just say it out loud. Hey, I don't care if you're riding your bike, if you're exercising, if you're driving in a car, your spouse is around, you're doing the dishes. Yell this out loud. What, how was David's brothers, what, let me word this right so you can yell it, okay? What was David's brother's view of him when they were at battle and David showed up with some bread and cheese? I always call it pizza, but he showed up with some bread and cheese to give to his brothers and he started asking questions. Remember what his brothers said to him? Yell it out right now. Okay, your answer was probably right. There's a lot of things that he said, but it's not like a one word answer. So I kind of set you up there, but they basically said, get out of here, you little punk. Did any of you say that? He said, get out of here. You're full of pride. You're asking this in the arrogance of your heart. Just get out of here. They had no respect for him. They didn't view him as king. But now his brethren came down to him in a cave in a time when he's alone. Why? They know he's the king. You see, a little lesson, a little nugget on this one is just stay faithful. Don't get bitter. Don't get angry. Everybody has their perception of things. Everybody's got their insecurities. You got to be bigger than that. You got to be faithful. Just stay true. Just do what's right. David just stayed faithful to God. He just tried to do the right thing. Did he always do the right thing? Absolutely not. We could study those passages. But his brothers came around. Why? Because he was faithful. Because they could see God's hand on his life. And they came around. And and his dad and his, his family came when they heard that he was in this cave. But they weren't the only ones. It wasn't only his family that came to him, but God brought him a small army. But it wasn't your normal people. It wasn't these great big soldiers that are amazing. It says this, it says, and everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves into into him and he became the captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men and so god brought some other people to him as he was alone in this cave not just his family but god brought the people that were distressed because of saul people that were in debt because of saul people that were discontented because of how saul was ruining the nation some of these people about 400 of them left and came and joined david they became what i call david's crew now if you study in 2 Samuel, and it may be in 2 Chronicles as well, but you study in 2 Samuel, you're going to see some of these men became mighty men of war. Just some amazing stories. Go to 2 Samuel 23, I believe it is, and read some of the stories of some of these mighty men. One of them, I think his name was Benina. I've read a book called, what's it called? It's a crazy title. It's called In a Pit with a Lion. On a snowy day or something like that. And the guy's name was Benina, if I'm saying it right. And this guy Benina looked down into a pit, saw a lion, and went down into the pit to kill the lion. Like, who does that? 
Let it stay in the pit. Let it starve itself to death. Don't go down there and be potential food for it. But he went down into the pit to kill. That was one of these men. David had some mighty men. They weren't necessarily there yet. David, I think, trained them, and these men trained. But they became mighty men, but they were coming out of distress and debt and discontentment. These were just a ragtag group of people that's now David's crew. So he's got his family. He's got these these men that became mighty men of valor. And he decides to leave the cave and he goes down to Moab, which is interesting because who else was from Moab? You Bible scholars that are exercising or running or driving, you know, remember a lady named Ruth? That would be David's great grandma. So David had family there in Moab, probably still. And so he takes his family down to Mizpeth of Moab and said unto them, to the king of Moab, let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me. He said, I don't know what's going on right now, so can you just keep my family and keep them safe? David's still just trusting God. Throughout this whole process, it's just, God, what are you doing? Where do I go? What's the next step to take? What's the right thing to do? So he says, and he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. Now David goes back to a hold. I don't know where he went here. Some think he went a little farther away, another 35 miles into another stronghold that he would stay at. You see, Adullam, I didn't say this, it, it means refuge, which is super interesting. Maybe in the next couple of weeks if I dive into those other Psalms, because David was, I believe, sitting inside of this refuge, this cave of refuge, cave of Adullam. And he said, God, you are my refuge. I think he was looking up at the rocks and just admiring nature. And he said, Lord, this place is protecting me, but nothing like you're protecting me. And I'll get more into that next week. But then David's sitting here in this hold and the prophet Gad said unto David, abide not in the hold, depart. Get thee into the land of Judah. Now, what's David going to do? God's prophet just told him to do something. David's surrounded by some new men. He could be discouraged. He's not, Things haven't been going his way. But what's David do? It says, Then David departed and came into the forest of Hareth. And that's where I'm going to stop. But what do I see in this? Why have I been spending some time studying this? I think what drew me to this is the I, just the thought of David alone in a cave. I think that maybe is a little bit relaxing to me, but it's a little bit, I think it was a time for him to th- just reflect. I think he thought back of how he just acted like a fool. He acted like a crazy man to get out of some trouble. He probably thought back to think, why am I trusting in my enemies to get me out of this mess? I think he probably wrote about that, and maybe you'll see it in Psalm 57. And 142, if I study that in the next couple of weeks. But, but then God brought his family and to see the change in his family because of his faithfulness and to see his love for his family as he went to protect them and to see this group of guys that are just rough and different and distressed and discouraged and full of debt. And they just come to him and they're like, hey, will you lead us? And, and, and all of a sudden, God is bringing together a plan that David can't even understand. You say, okay, Brad, you just told us all that in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. So how do we apply it? I think sometimes in our life, we feel alone. 
and we don't know what's going on. We look back at some mistakes that we've made. We look back at some foolish decisions that we've made. and We don't know where we're going from here. But I love that God brought people around him. And I think in my life, you know, God has put some people around me that are just amazing. My family is amazing. I, I, I love my family. I'm thankful that God has put my family around around me. God's given me an amazing wife. I'm so thankful for her and put her in my life. And I, I think I've got the four best kids on the planet. I love my kids. And I've got pastor friends still that I that I talk to that are great. And and some just friends that go to my church. And, and it's just some amazing people around me. All of them different. I wouldn't call them ragtag group of people, but all of them different. They, none of them definitely jumping down into a pit with a lion on a snowy day. Guarantee that. But still, amazing people that God has brought around. And as David was sitting there, he didn't know what was exactly going on. But he said, I'm going to wait and see what God's going to do. And I'm going to trust him. When the prophet said move, he moved. And I think in some ways that's where we got to be. We've just got to do the right things. Have our hearts in a place that say, God, I'm fixed on you. What do you want me to do? This is where you want me to go. Here's where I'm going to go. But my eyes are just fixed upon you. And I, I say that a lot in these podcasts. And maybe that's just because of the stage of life that I'm in. Maybe. I don't know. But you're the one listening to the podcast. But I really believe that David in that cave had some breakthrough moments. And maybe you need to find a cave. It may not be an actual cave, but a place where you can just get alone and spend some time in thought and in prayer and in study and in reading the scriptures and just listening to the still small voice of God that so often gets what is the right word, drowned out by the busyness and the distractions of this world. Let us get back to truly having quiet time with God. Go find your cave. Well, hey, thanks for listening this week to the podcast. On Sunday, we do not have an adult Bible study, and so I may get on here and just post something different. Maybe I'll do Psalm 57 then in Psalm 142 the next Sunday, because the next two Sundays we do not have our adult Bible study class, but we will then in three weeks start a brand new study live in my class, in our church, and then I will also put it on the podcast. I'm not going to tell you about it yet, but I'm excited for that study and I'm already studying for it. Can't wait to get going on there. As I mentioned, we had one new subscriber to the podcast, or excuse me, to the newsletter, so thankful for that. And I uh, want to encourage you, and maybe I will in the ramblings. I need to sit back and wait for the ramblings, but I want to encourage you to sign up for the newsletter and get that as it comes out. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. This was a fun one for me. I just love the thought of this cave. Let me dwell on it a little bit if it didn't resonate with you, but have a great week. Stick around for my ramblings. Hey, thanks for sticking around for the ramblings. Kind of feels like I rambled there at the end of my podcast this week, but I don't know. I was just, I'm relaxed today. I'm enjoying the day. Rain is coming and it allows me to relax. But uh, I think, did I mention it on here? I think I did, but I was able to stop and pick up some books today. One little nugget of a thing for you guys to do is go to the Goodwill 
just search through the books. If you like to read, which I hope you do, um, go, go search through the books. They're like 99 cents. It's nothing. I bought I bought four books today that probably, if I got them off Amazon, would cost me probably about $60. I think I got them for 10 bucks. And I mean, I read them all. And I may. And I hope that you challenge yourself to continue to grow. Don't get lazy. Don't get don't get just content where you are, but push yourself to grow both spiritually and and and, and learning and in all kinds of ways. Just grow. Don't be content where you are. By the way, while I'm on my ramblings, let me let me try to find fast. I found a quote I read this week. I really like this quote. There it is. I I, found, I did found it fast. I got two quotes for you. Should I save one of them? Let me just give you one of them today. I love this quote I read this week. It says this. Think about this now. He said, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. It's actually by a Stoic philosopher named Seneca who lived during the time of Jesus. Some say he was born the same year of Jesus, which would be interesting because remember they were killing all the kids that were a certain age group, but he may not have lived in that region, but... But he wrote this. He said, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. And, that, and I, but I think that to be true because we often f- plan ahead what's going to happen. We think this is what's going to happen and this is what's going to happen. And all of these problems are going to come. And it's our imagination. And we allow ourselves to get worked up and so fearful and worried and, and sick about something that hasn't even happened. So I thought that was a good quote. And I read that this week. So, hey, thanks for sticking around for the ramblings. As always, subscribe to however you're listening right now. When you just get off here, just go hit the subscribe button. That always helps in the algorithm. Sign up for the Pulpit to Pew crew newsletter. I'm so thankful someone did last night as I was sleeping. I wake up to that. What a great way to wake up. Follow that newsletter. And uh, I'm getting ready to start some things on YouTube and Facebook Live. I think I'm going to get back to some lunchtime nuggets or something. I've been testing it out. And soon I'll be back on there. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page or the Facebook group, the private group. Make sure you subscribe there. Hey, have a great week. We will be back on Sunday.